Hey guys, Josh here. I'm currently house-sitting, so this is pretty fun. And today I'm going to talk about something that's been bothering me. And there's probably people out there that are pretty heavily entrenched in the podcasting space that are being bothered by the same thing. So the title of today's episode, Perfect Tool, Imperfect Person. And we're also going to talk about some tips for recording on location if you go to people to record interviews. But first, perfection and imperfection. So I recently was asked by a client of mine through Deadset Podcasting, which is kind of the umbrella that podcasting is punk rock lives under. Is there a tool out there that's not too expensive that can gather all of my reviews from Apple Podcasts and Podchaser and Spotify? And the only thing that came to mind was my podcast reviews. And that was created by Daniel J. Lewis, who's very well known in podcasting circles, particularly in the podcast about podcasting circles. Now, I'm just going to put this out there. I've actually always followed Daniel. I've never 100% aligned with his worldview. And in 2022, I definitely did not. But firstly, I think at some point someone has to forgive someone or we're all just going to be angry and in our corners and that's never going to help anybody feel differently about the world. So I made the choice, as I've noticed a few other people have also made the choice, maybe to forgive the man only up until the point that hopefully they can change the way that he sees the world. And I hope that ends up being a positive change. But the tool that he created, it really is beautiful. And I don't really know how else to describe it, but there's nothing else out there that runs as well, that's as intuitive, that looks as great as what that tool does. So I think there's a lot of cases where we're finding that that the politicized nature of the internet and people going hard to their corners about certain things can make you feel guilty if you've been investing time or money and continue to into either a person's ideas and maybe more so in this case, into the tools that they create. So I don't have an answer for that. I'm using it because there was no other option that was anywhere near as well made. So I guess I've got to congratulate Daniel for sticking with my podcast reviews, probably through some pretty lean, dry years in terms of making money and a lot of development cost early on, I would assume, to now in 2023 get us to the point where there really is only one perfect tool for that job, and it is my podcast reviews. So I won't get too bogged down in that whole conversation. I've said my piece, I guess, on that. I do welcome your feedback, though. And there's going to be certain people out there that my position on this probably upsets you, and I'm sorry about that. I'd love to talk about it. Because as I said, some of the things that Daniel thinks about the world, I definitely do not agree with, and I hope Maybe if some people that do disagree with him can forgive some of those things just enough that he can see that, you know, maybe we have a valid point as well that should be considered. So here's just a couple of tips that pop to mind if you're going to interview people. This is going to be quite listical, and it's funny. A lot of people that consider themselves very philosophical about any intellectual or creative endeavor, they talk down about the listical post. But I'm going to admit, I prefer to read a philosophical take or a creative take on making art, but the posts and the books that are most useful for doing the thing 
sometimes and or all the time are listicle. So <laughs> that's something else to consider. Don't let people tell you the type of information that's most useful for you when it comes to making art. It might be literally just a list that helps you do a thing. So here they are. These are in no specific order, guys, and they're going to be basically read as I've got them in my phone here. And just for context, I do the majority of my work for people on location. And I've done probably another 100 to 150 interviews over the last 10 years where I've gone somewhere else outside the studio to collect that audio. So number one, make sure if you haven't tested your portable gear since the very last time you used it, that everything is still working. So test your gear, check that it's all there. So if that means making a checklist for your remote recording or on location stuff, actually use it. Don't just make the checklist because we've all done that. Spend five hours making a beautiful checklist with boxes and color codes and maybe somewhere you can write the condition of the gear at the end of each recording and then we never look at it again. So that's completely useless. Make it as simple as you need to, but actually use the thing. So number two, and this is the one that I've basically f***ed up the most, and it's probably the thing that if I could have went back, this is what I would have incepted into young podcast Josh's brain. Make sure you get an actual phone number for the person and or an emergency person that can get you in to the place where you have to record. So if you're not actually interviewing the contact, you still need their number, not just the person who you're going to interview. Because sometimes you just can't get in and you end up standing around for half an hour with your co-host looking at you like, what is going on with the guest? How are we going to get in here? What are we going to do? Make sure you have a number for the guest, but also a backup number. Don't just rely on doing this through Facebook or Instagram or Twitter messages. Even if that's how you organized it, have a phone number. So next, be early. And this one seems simple, but this is maybe not what you're thinking. The first part of be early is evaluate the space. Find the perfect part of that space that will give you the best audio or will have the least amount of environmental noise and or isn't near a door, isn't near a commercial kitchen, wherever it is because you might be recording in a restaurant. Who knows where you're doing it? Be early enough to choose the right place, but also, and more importantly, be early enough that if the space really isn't conducive to recording, but you don't have any other option, you can relax and get over it. And I know from going into certain circumstances where I've rocked up right on time and then found out that this space is horrendous, how are we going to do this, but I don't have another option, half of the interview I spent stressing about the environment. And then by the end of the interview, when I'd relaxed, when I realized, oh, it's not the end of the world, we're not recording a Beatles tribute album at Abbey Road here. We're recording a podcast with a valuable person. And this is the environment that they thrive in day to day. So we're taking people into their world. That That's not as big an issue as it might be when you first arrive. So give yourself time to adjust to the environment and just relax about it. And I've made that mistake countless times of turning up not early enough to be able to get over what I see as a problem. So next, don't mention issues you have with the space to that person that you're interviewing. They don't need to know that you're not happy about where you're recording. That could be their place of business. That could be the sports stadium. 
that they've invested their life into with themselves and their kids and their grandkids, for example, that all play there. That could be something they've contributed money to. Volunteer fundraising for, just say, a community hall. Obviously not a great acoustic environment, but there's passion and heart that your guest or guests have poured the majority of their spare time into for the last half a decade. So keep that to yourself. They don't need to know that you're worried about the space. And sometimes the guest will even acknowledge, hey, sorry, I know this isn't absolutely ideal. I did listen to your show to see what it's about. The sound, it's really great. I realise this isn't perfect. And then everyone can relax. So let them bring it up if anyone's going to bring it up. Okay, next. And this is the last one about the physical space. Don't be afraid to adjust something with permission from the person. So if you need to reorient them and it doesn't look right in the room, but it's better for the recording, just do it. Don't sit there thinking about, I wish I did it. So if you need to turn them so they're not facing a piece of glass or whatever else, and obviously if you're filming, there's certain aesthetic choices you will have to make. But if you're doing an audio-only show, orient everybody so you get the best sound possible. It doesn't actually matter how it might look to like a third-party observer that's standing in a corner thinking, oh, the feng shui's not right here. This recording can't possibly be good because they're on a weird angle. That's just not real. So orient yourself and the room and the objects in the room to get you the best audio result that you can get. And if you are doing video, try maybe to fake it a little bit in whatever way your skill level allows to still get great audio. Because great listenable audio that you've spent even a little bit of time putting some care into, that supersedes great video. But I know if I watch a video, I don't care how great it looks. If the audio is not good, I'm skipping straight past it. Hey guys, Josh here. That's the end of part one for today. So there are some more tips coming in the next episode. But like any good punk rock album or song, I wanted to keep these things short and punchy. In part two of our little series here on on-location recording, I'm going to talk about what happens once the recording starts and also a few things that are more about the guest themselves, including if you notice they're wearing particularly noisy or potentially noisy clothing or jewellery. And we're also going to talk in part two about having a solution to bring people in remotely in case someone can't make it or maybe the person's agent, manager, their boss someone has to come into the recording at the start or the end to approve something, etc. So that's all coming in part two. Thank you once again for listening to Podcasting is Punk Rock. You can find it all over at deadsetpodcasting.com. And yeah, I've decided to record this in a room and I left the fan on and I'm recording this straight into my phone, this little end bit, so it probably sounds really bad. I'm sorry about that. Okay, at Joshua C. Liston on all the places. Just remember TikTok. Maybe not the place unless you like offensive jokes, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.